Welcome to Directly to You. It's episode 213. It's the Redirect Podcast. I'm AJ of Redirect. I'm joined by Parker, also of Redirect. Hello. Hello. Uh, we talk about things and stuff here, like video games and Nintendo and Splatoon and, and all that good stuff. And you can support that by going to mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash watch Redirect or Twitch.tv slash watch Redirect. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link it to your Twitch account to get a free subscription on Jeffy B's Dime. But everybody else, if you don't got Amazon Prime or you don't want to use your Prime on us specifically because it's annoying sometimes to renew, you can pay $4.99. Um, also, you can go to our Patreon and there's more perks and things and whatnot. If you do Twitch subs, you get the equivalent of the $4 membership. If you want anything else and you're already a Twitch sub, regardless of the fact that if you do it through Prime or paid, you get that amount of money for memberships on Patreon stuff. You get the same stuff regardless, and you can close the gap by paying mm-hmm. the money that you're missing on Patreon. The only thing that I would say is if you want merch, just do the stuff through Patreon. Don't worry about Twitch and YouTube because that is something that we can't really do you know like we can't close the gap for that but the stuff like the game night and being able to listen to the show live and when i stream stuff like pokemon dynamax adventures and you want to be a part of the voice chat all that stuff i can facilitate on my own and send links for early videos and whatnot uh but yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like we don't do a good enough explanation of the patreon stuff during the podcast uh, no. and that's my fault because i do but but yeah here we are we're doing it and we're going to talk about stuff and things and the first thing we're going to talk about is playstation being uh, a garbage company again and and uh hopefully nintendo i mean nintendo has shot down multiple times so yeah uh hopefully they stick to this but they shot down multiple times that they're going to raise the price of the switch despite the silicon shortage and all that mm-hmm. stuff uh, yeah, but uh, Sony, on the other hand, did not mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, Ooh. the like the bullet points of it are basically yeah, Sony is raising the price of the PS5 in uh, select markets, quote unquote, which is which is everywhere a, such, except yeah, the US. Exactly, <laughs> it's such a toxic way to phrase that. Like, I don't get why they still have a good reputation with gamers. I don't understand it because they are easily the worst one. They're easily the worst of the big three, and it's not close. It's not close. <laughs> Yeah, so like they make the last of us though, so <laughs> yeah. we we gotta act like they're good company. Uh huh. I mean, but you know, sometimes people are mad about the last of us, but then even then, you know, they make the last of us. So. Yeah, they they still made the it game, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah. Long story short, in Europe, the UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada, which is like all of the all of the markets, yeah, less, all of the know, primary of the markets. Yeah. Um, it's the PS5, both the uh disc version and discless version are i don't know more expensive with an asterisk i have the prices by... up right now pull up the article the i don't the know what they were before is the only thing so true, like, true, in true, europe, true. i think it's like 50 euros more for either one in europe is what it looks like because like, i it think was probably game prices also went up i saw oh. people talking about that too like the msrp for software also went up interesting why 
Greed. Like that doesn't have anything to do with silicon shortage. Is no, but, but it doesn't. Well? It doesn't. It's the, so the that's what their messaging is right now. Right. Is that it's yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. silicon shortage. But with the but real like with like I mean with an asterisk because I'm not Sony, but like it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. Like the dollar is strong right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. other currency is not as strong right now. So. Mm-hmm our money is still like okay yeah here's 500 bucks and that's that's a lot of money for them and Mm -hmm. like relative to here's however many yen it costs to get a playstation 5 Mm -hmm. or canadian dollars or you know um so they're they're trying to like have the the sales in other markets be as worth it to them per capita as sales from here yeah i mean and I'm sure some of it too is, I mean, I don't know. Again, we're not them. So like we can't know the ins and outs, but like some of it is probably like, I mean, people are, people are buying all of them. So like, yeah. you know, might as well people are selling them on the, you know, other markets for like a thousand dollars. So like, sure. Yeah. They're like, we want wrong. some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, if you can, you do, I guess, but like, that's not, that's not good. It's <laughs> and, so gross, dude. I mean, it reminds me too. We saw a thing earlier this week um, somewhere where apparently, like, Resident Evil 7 almost ended up games as a service kind of a thing and, you know, microtransactions and all that. And the logic behind it was something to the effect of, like, well, we wanted to make what gamers want. And the logic behind what gamers want, in, ast- in quotation marks, is what's making the most money mm-hmm. as if what makes the most money is equated to what people want, which like, I feel like it, it could almost be the sort of thing where as an executive, you delude yourself so much that you actually believe that, you know, where it's like, it's just easy. It's, I'm sure on one hand it is like the thing um, is like it's I don't know it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a half truth because it's yeah. like it's not it's not like uh the thing that makes the most money is like gamers want to give us more money clearly like that's not what it is but it's like mm-hmm. if they're sp- if gamers are spending more money on a thing it's indicative that gamers want that thing um right. so it's it's it it's that doesn't sort take of thing. into account like I don't know that yeah i don't know it's it doesn't take into account the fact that there's whales so like obviously mm-hmm. that's just kind of what ends up happening and then but you know some people play it for free and stuff too so then they're still happy when really they're not it's just like well we're just playing whatever we can so numbers could easily for a live service game numbers could be up money could be up and everybody is still less happy than the yeah. alternative yeah and you know they just don't have metrics to show that because they don't probably want to go looking for them because yeah, there's not like your controller's not <laughs> like not a, a mood ring. You're not like man, they were they were pissed <laughs> off when they spent this forty dollars. Like, <laughs> but what if it was? Man, that forty dollars that was an orange forty dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Our forty dollars is in the red. People are so angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah. So I mean, Sony's doing that, which is I mean. We'll talk more about that in a second too but thankfully we have heard from xbox and nintendo and so far at least they're saying that they have no plans to increase prices and i i believe it yeah for what it's worth like i just i don't see them wanting i feel like things would have to be way 
worse off or something for that to be the case the thing and is even, like especially nintendo microsoft yeah. have less faith in in this regard um but nintendo is way more likely and they 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 have put their money where their mouth is more than once to Mm. when things are good they act like it you know and Mm. when things are bad they act like it stuff like satori wada cutting his pay when the company wasn't doing great you know like microsoft's not doing that (laughs) you know (laughs) sony's not doing that um so like i think that just the way that their culture is in in that way tells us a lot about how they're going to approach this situation i think that um sony just operates way more in greed when they're successful like they they do like charitable things when things aren't good you know like they want to make gamers feel good about being a part of their brand but when people are already a part of the brand it's like i don't care if you feel good where else are you going to play god of war ragnarok (laughs) you know like Yeah, I mean, it feels to me, is Jim Ryan like the CEO, CEO of all of Sony? Or is it still somebody out of, okay, gotcha. So yeah, sure enough. I was going to say, Sony feels like they are a Japanese company, technically, but they feel like an American company. Yeah, Much more so. And and I think that's just true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, um, and I, I think it's just like, if it weren't for Phil Spencer, I mean, love him or hate him or whatever. I think if it weren't for Phil Spencer, I don't think Xbox would exist in, in the, the way that way, they do, maybe yeah. at all mm-hmm. anymore. You know, yeah. like I, I just don't think it would. And so I think, thankfully, because they've got kind of that guiding force to some degree for now, mm-hmm. you know, whether they will in the future or not, then like we're kind of seemingly still okay like there hasn't been much to show us otherwise it kind of feels like a you know similar sort of thing of like kevin feige in the mcu it's like love him or hate him he seems like a genuine guy i think who Mm. has a decent idea of the whole thing and like you know somebody that can be as much as you can trust business people or whatever like sort of trusted even though they're also the the heads of eccentric companies um whereas on the plus side Nintendo, they're they're better of liaisons Japan, of like yeah i was in the trenches dude i yes. too liked <laughs> i too liked this video game you know like uh-huh i freaking grew up playing jazz jackrabbit or whatever that right <laughs> i was just thinking about that game like three hours ago so i don't know how you're reading my mind but like yeah exactly it just seems like an old person game it seems like something that phil spencer would play um so that's the the first thing that came to mind for phil spencer yeah so man yeah i don't know it's uh it'll be interesting to see how this affects sales the rest of the year i don't it probably it won't you know like as long as supply yeah, no, is still it's not gonna do scalpers are still gonna buy it and probably the scalping prices are just gonna go back up as well i'd guess yeah i i, I feel like um in the ps3 like early ps3 era um mm-hmm. fans were a lot more likely to be like what you think i'm going to mortgage my house to play this you know but now there's mm-hmm. fans that are like it's so much a part of their identity that they will go to bat for the fact that they said that and it's like yeah I w- th- it's true i would <laughs> you know and they'll like argue somebody down and was like you got to be dumb to not mortgage your house again yeah. for a playstation 5 you know it, yeah. it, it's just like like yeah, I mean, because at that point, like, yeah. Zealots, being a zealot is way more in vogue now. 
than it was then. It, yeah, more in vogue, and also it's just had longer time to like seep in. Uh, to where like by the PS3, there had been the PS1 and PS2, and so like that's two generations of you know like being a fanboy of mm-hmm. some degree, but like five generations is just that much more. So also you know, yeah, like uh, point, on the so. same uh, line of thought, like there's more of a reason to be a fanboy now because when the mm-hmm. PlayStation 3 came out, they didn't have The Last of Us, you know, Uncharted. Yeah you know all the mm-hmm. like they had god of war but it wasn't god of war like it's god of war now you know they didn't have yeah. it, it was it was like even throughout the playstation 4 era they didn't have a single first party game that touched 20 million units not one mm-hmm. and they still have a pretty low number of those to be fair mm-hmm. um but now they have games that have done that you know like i can't play spider-man to anywhere else you know like yeah. that that sort of stuff which is a whole another conversation all in and of it i could have a whole freaking podcast i could i could make a a, a ted talk on why uh-huh. sony is a terrible company for gamers in the year of our lord 2022 but i'm not going to do that uh-huh well i mean that kind of transitions us into i'm gonna we'll just call it the same topic for the like little mm-hmm. bottom thing yep, or whatever yep, yep. but similarly um there was an interview with Phil Spencer and he talked about expecting there to be fewer and fewer platform exclusive games in the future, which I feel like kind of ties into all of this. Yeah. Um, and so just like, I don't know, conversation around that. Like what, what do we expect? I don't think that's true to look like. I don't think that's true. I think that it would be true for Xbox for sure. Yes. Um, maybe for PlayStation, um in the sense that like and and i i didn't see like his whole comment so maybe this is along the lines that he's thinking um mm-hmm. but like more pc games maybe yeah. you know like that'll happen mm-hmm. for them i don't i don't even necessarily believe that that'll happen for nintendo um at least in the immediate future because they do have and have had since rip like off rip um the numbers that i'm talking about like Mm -hmm. from the very beginning they were like coming out with games that were selling 10 20 30 plus million units um Mm -hmm. and sony and microsoft just don't have that type of catalog so it's not as worth it to them um to have exclusives because there haven't been people that have proven willing to buy a console just for those exclusives um like people buy into their console when their console is the best uh buying proposition in the sense that like all the third parties are going to come here their your third party games are going to play better all your friends are going to come to this platform because of that so you might as well play the exclusives but people will buy a new like people are already sold on the next nintendo console because it will have pokemon it will have mario you know like it's more of a, a toss-up of whether or not people are going to buy Xbox or PlayStation for their Call of Duty game, depending on what their consoles are going to do and how powerful they are and so on and so forth. Yeah. It so, definitely, I mean, it seems to me like the way that PC is interacts with all this and the way you define that in terms of exclusives is a big piece of it, which is just like, I think more and more PlayStation is going to continue to have like PC ports and stuff like that. That just seems like part of it so like Mm -hmm. there there will be probably fewer and fewer games that are only on like xbox truly and only on playstation truly right but like still won't be on each other's right 
and um and then yeah nintendo like i think it would it would take them going fully third party i think before they'd go also pc like i just and i I don't expect that to happen either. Like, but I, I just don't think that they're going to go the PC direction largely because still like they care about, or part of the things that they want to do are like game feel and Mm -hmm. you can't control as many variables of that on even PC or whatever, you know, like there's the world that I could see them doing PC is where they can have their own, steam you know like because it it seems that like user base and loyalty is beginning to matter to them even more um Mm -hmm. so like as long as they can have their own version of an ecosystem on pc i can see Mm -hmm. them doing the the pc thing um but short of that i i doubt it and and like it's still it's still going it's going to be a thing that like um pc gamers would like begrudgingly buy into because again like (laughs) even them they can't deny the clout of mario you know like that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff so like there will be a lot of them that like currently don't own a switch and like i don't need nintendo games or whatever but the second that it comes to their platform and if it's like 20 30 dollars a year or whatever or 60 you know um or more they would probably still buy in to be able to like be a part of that you know like you got to be a switch online member to play these games on pc or whatever right um i could i could see that being their way in on this um but even with that i think that that's even not the most likely scenario i think the most likely scenario is that they they remain with their walled garden yeah yeah exactly no i'd imagine that as well and like I don't remember what else I was going to say. I just agree. That's all. (laughs) I think Nintendo cares about... Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. It was just that, like, Nintendo cares also about, like, ease of entry of use of that Mm, kind of thing. Right. um, In a way that's, like, opposite to, like, the Steam Deck or whatever, where you still have to... It's it's similar to the Switch, but there still is like a little bit more startup time. Yeah, there's more thought than I'm going to go to this store... I'm going mm-hmm. to buy this game and I am going to play the game. There's still compatibility yeah. things. You still got to tweak settings and like all this. It's not, it's not as seamless. Mm-hmm. It's more seamless, but it's not as seamless. Um, more seamless than PC, if that wasn't clear, but not as seamless as Nintendo Switch and consoles <laughs> on the whole. Um, so, yeah. I do wonder if there's ever any games where, because the, for a second, I was like, you know, the only situation that I could see that Nintendo could do PC something or other is like if for some reason a bunch of like Miyamoto kind of level developer, you know, somebody else mm-hmm. along those lines was like, I want to build a game and I like the controls can only work with mouse and keyboard or something like that. It's <laughs> like, and, But like even then, I just don't think that's yeah, I don't, likely at all. Like, Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um. Because even, I mean, the Switch supports mouse and keyboard, you know? Oh, yeah. So if they they wanted to do that, they could have did that. But it just doesn't feel like something that they would do. Also, I think that they do value um, even more than the other console manufacturers the the concept of like... um, Console gimmicks. No, not even that. But yeah, Mm. that's that's true. But like that's something that PC is uh, able to emulate 
Like, because all it is is the, the controller. Like, the That's Switch true. Pro yeah. controller is supported on PC and Mac and Linux, you know? Like, you can use the controller there. Um, but the thing that they, they value more than the other developers do is, like, the fact that everybody has the same spec. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, you have the same game, and you can play the game, and it's going to run. Uh, like... Even my friend Wes, who is like a, a PC ambassador, right? I was talking mm -hmm. to him yesterday about the fact that it's like um, he doesn't understand or he was saying he doesn't understand why people would buy an Xbox because you can buy everything on Xbox on PC. And like there's more reason to buy a PlayStation 4 because you can't buy every PlayStation 4 game at least immediately. Um, I mean, PlayStation 5. So like having a PlayStation mm -hmm. 5, a Switch and a PC makes sense. But the thing that isn't true for pc is like i can't go to a store and buy a pc that is five hundred dollars that will mm -hmm. play as well as an xbox series x would and i think yeah. that that is part of it the part of that that nintendo also values is they want to know that people can just go to the store and buy a thing and play their games as intended not having to worry about if they have this gpu or if their monitor is like compatible with these features and, and like, uh -huh. there's just a whole lot of uh incompatibilities there and fragmentation that they don't like It's true. Yeah, I mean, their games are never going to be on PC or whatever, never going to have mouse and keyboard. But if we had that in Splatoon, this is the longest transition. Uh, yeah, Splatoon, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that's the thing that's happening this weekend. Well, we're here. We did it. Um, <laughs> Spyfest uh, yeah. is free for everybody. If you've got a Nintendo Switch, dude, just go to the eShop and download it. Uh, it runs from noon to midnight Eastern time. Um, Specifically nine... Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. No, just Saturday. Just um, okay. So the first half will be regular Splatfest sort of situation where it's two teams, one team versus one team. Um, it'll be your since it's three teams, it'll be randomly like your your paper and you're facing up against rock or your paper and you're facing mm -hmm. up against scissors, you know, and every other uh, uh, possible combination of that. Uh, and then that'll last up until 6 p.m. And then from 6 p.m. to midnight, it'll be uh, like three team uh, battle royale sort of situation um, where. Oh, OK. Everybody's so that's like in fully different phases of the day, not for some reason in my mind, I was imagining it like you do one, you do the other and then you do it all three. You do one, the other, all three. But it's like completely separated out yeah so i think that the 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 general idea of like how most Splatfests will work is since they're usually throughout the like like over the weekend i think it'll probably mm -hmm. be like saturday is the first phase mm -hmm. of like let's determine like um who the most popular team because like in the in the three team um situation the um most popular team at that moment or the team that is winning gets that advantage and their yeah. thing is they have to defend that advantage while the other two teams try to take over the 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 uh, advantageous mm -hmm. positioning yeah. um but here, since it's just a like a truncated version of that, it'll be one day and six hours will be the 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 preliminary phase, and then the the, the last six hours will be the the final situation. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll be cool. Yep. I will be streaming it. I don't know how long. I mean, I might do like um, I guess this will make the most sense. I'll do like a few hours uh, for the first phase and then like a few hours for the for the second phase, but not do the whole thing. I'm not streaming yeah. for 12 hours again. Uh, that was hell. 
so I refuse. Um, when did you stream for 12 hours? When I played uh, more than 12 hours, even. Um, when I played Arceus for like the last uh, like stretch oh, of the yeah. game, because Trev, Mr. Trevor over here, was like, ah, you don't have that much longer. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll just keep going. I can probably finish yeah. it in this stream. He was like, yeah, 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 you can finish it in this stream. Six <laughs> hours later, yeah, 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 you got it in the stream, you got it. And then it got to a point where it's like, well, I'm already here. So even though I don't trust him anymore, I might as well <laughs> finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah not doing 12 hours sounds like a good play yeah but no, no I, yeah the doing which do you know which of the teams you're going rock paper or scissors uh yeah rock i'm doing rock so like my mm -hmm. my initial logic just doesn't it, it it doesn't make sense for what Splatfests are but i maintain mm -hmm. that scissors is the superior option in rock paper scissors specifically but i mean paper 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 um, oh i meant paper i meant paper because like the most common because the most common thing that people throw out is rock so it just makes sense to throw out paper um not yeah. that many people are going to do the whole thing of like well the most common thing is rock then this person knows that so they're going to do scissors i mean so they're going to do paper so i'm going to do scissors and it's like the occam's razor explanation is like most people throw scissors so you should throw rock and you will win i mean it was freaking you know most people throw rock <laughs> so you throw paper and you will win um but because most people pick rock it just makes sense to pick rock because most people pick rock and that's who has the most popularity in Splatfest specifically um so it's like okay i'm gonna pick rock because of that and also blue and blue's cool so uh, there it is um but i think a lot of people are also going to pick scissors because of big man i don't i mean i i like big man i like that meme haha <laughs> he's funny um but i don't like big man that much like marina <laughs> like marina i was like yeah i'll fight for for marina you know women of color w um but freaking big man he's just a funny stingray man and that's fine like whatever um but i i don't i don't care that much about him that i'm like gonna stand by his stances even if i don't agree <laughs> um so i'm picking i'm picking rock and and that's what we're doing and i'm nice. gonna at least play it I'm, I'm down to play with whoever wants to play but i at least know that um me wes colton um gonna check with lee i don't know we didn't talk about it um we're at least going to squad up so we all picked rock um but, but yeah that'll be a good time i'm i'm excited i'm gonna hopefully get a chance to try it out a little bit i don't know we'll just see how tomorrow goes but i'm i'd probably go scissors just because scissors are super cool compared they're like it's like a little sword but for your hands oh you're a, you're a, uh what's that what's the weeb thing um rise yeah, probably knows rise knows and her do you know the scissors the anime with the girl with the scissors you gotta hurry up this is a live show man <laughs> i'm looking up anime oh, wow well, he doesn't girl. know scissors. the girl has the scissors she has like one oh, yeah. scissor what is the anime with this scissor seven no killer seven she has like red hair or like uh, like uh like i think it's killer seven she has like a red streak. Mikoto. Uh, I'm being no. failed by the resonant weave, uh, dude. Well, L. Who's to say? We'll never know. I could. I can't. Um, I can't make the reference that I wanted to make. Somebody in the comments that knows that's more of a weave than rise. Apparently, uh, let me know. Yeah.
So yeah, I think uh, scissors. They're cool. They're like make it about a video game. I'm pretty sure that there's a video game of this of this I mean, anime. I'm sure there is. Um, but yeah, Splatfest. Here, okay. So here's a question too. Um, leaving Splatoon for a second, then coming back to it. But um, are there other games that you feel like should would be fun to have this variety of? I mean, Smash kind of has this a little bit, right? It's just not as like a like a uh, tournaments uh, kind of like but... a community centered like everybody show yeah. up for this specific yes uh-huh. um and smash kind of doesn't have that um yeah i mean it does Cause... sometimes um where they specific and they don't even do a good job at that um but they have like uh tournaments sort of where um you when you play on elite smash in this specific uh qualifier mode or whatever right mm-hmm. you earn points and the person with the most points are the eight people with the most points or whatever win like eShop points or something like gold um but it's nowhere near gotcha. as good oh yeah yeah oh wait you were talking like... about ryoko ryuko from killer Kill- yes i was talking about that <laughs> You failed me. I don't know. I don't know her name, but I the killer kill sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh huh. That was when I saw Killer Seven. I was like, yeah, I think I was thinking Killer Kill too. Mm, um. But yeah, no. Smash doesn't really have that, and it would be cool if Smash did have that. Yeah. Um. Because like, I mean, I think the like everyone squatting up thing that just feels fun. You know, yeah. even if you're not playing in Smash, even if it's not like two on two or whatever, it's just still you know regular normal rules and stuff, but just getting to a common goal work towards a common goal exactly yep yes that'd be cool yep i agree uh but yeah that would be cool uh pokemon could definitely use more of that mm-hmm. there, there's I like the closest thing they have is like the max raids i guess yeah right? but even that is like it's not a thing that like everybody is like like show up for this thing you know like they, they do that sometimes with like these pokemon will show up more often in the max raids you know like mm-hmm. um that's the closest equivalent that they have to that but that even that doesn't encourage you to play like as a community it's just like mm-hmm. hey if you want the shiny pokemon the people that usually play the game with anyway play the game with them and do the raids you know yeah, um i think Splatoon... enough, pokemon go does a better job yeah. of yep. doing that yeah yep that's true yeah, and then otherwise, I mean, there's not a whole lot of other I, any other Mario sports games. They could, you know, do something sort of like that, but I don't think those those aren't community based enough to really warrant any of that. So I feel like really those three feel like the main the main contenders. Yeah, to having some kind of online thing. But yeah, have you seen for back to Splatoon? Have you seen any of the preview stuff, or did you yes. watch any of the Treehouse? So or? I watched all of it. So my next video, which is why my video is not up uh right now is about splatoon and it's just a a video essentially gushing about the video game and telling people that they should play the video game even if they don't think that they should play the video game because it is just one of those games that everybody could play like legitimately like if you like platformers even if you're like a a single player focused don't play shooters sort of person it's a platformer you like mario galaxy it's mario galaxy but with better mechanics um is like that sort of thing on top of the fact that like even if you don't think you'll like the multiplayer you're probably like the multiplayer it's, it's like that's what the video is essentially is like explaining all the different things that are good about splatoon um but 
I want to be able to play the, the video game so that I can like more specifically talk about Splatoon 3 in a way that isn't like uh, not speculative in the sense that like I don't know for a fact that this will be a thing, but speculative in the sense that like I didn't physically play it myself. So I can't say that like, oh, this feels great to play because I didn't play it, you know, but when I do play it, I can speak from that sort of uh stance and that's less of a thing that i think that the video will be um like like ever like it'll still be true but i wanted to sound like the video came out whenever you watch it then i don't want to have to talk about it like this game is coming out so next year when the game is out people watch the video and they're like oh is it, did this change i want the video to just always be relevant um yeah. so i want to at least experience this live fest before i uh make the video and also that would be good for footage even though there's a ton of splatoon 3 footage already yeah for the video um but yeah that's the video i already have the script mostly written because i there's not that much that's going to have to change in terms of like the, my thoughts um i just want to like for integrity's sake play the video game before i yeah go forward with the video and whatever i like there will be some stuff that i change around or add um but for the most part the the, the script is mostly finished mm -hmm. nice. uh but yeah and is some of that based off of what you've seen then in like treehouse and all that as well what the video um uh -huh. yeah no not really i mean in the yeah. same way that what i said about um playing the game won't change much about what i think True. about the game yeah. before playing the game i had most of the video written before the treehouse and then mm -hmm. when the treehouse happened i added a little bit of stuff like um for the single player i talked about how um octo expansion was really good and like had a lot of stuff that like added depth to the single player experience and splatoon 3 will probably be like that it was more like the tone there but now i know that it is it is like very directly inspired by um the octo expansion and they're like carrying on for where from where they left off there so i changed that around and and mentioned that um so it's going to be like that sort of stuff it's is like fleshing out ideas that i already had and it, it being less of a thing that like this will likely be the case and i can just straight up say this is the case period mm -hmm. um so nice. video will probably be up for patrons on wednesday <laughs> around that time i would guess um and then everybody else on friday and then we'll do the premiere thing dude yeah it'll be a good old fun time yep if you don't know anything about the giveaway, go watch the last video. Mm -hmm. and that has some details in it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah uh, I watched some of the treehouse, watched a little bit of a preview. And yeah, overall, I mean, it's looking good. Like, I, I enjoyed what I saw of the... Mostly, I watched the single-player stuff in the treehouse um, and just looked fun. So, like, I, I'm definitely looking forward to giving it a try um, in some way, shape, or form. And... I think honestly, the biggest question is going to be like, I haven't played shooters at all. The motion controls are going to be a bit foreign to me. So it's just going to be a question of, do I feel like uh, go like figuring out the learning curve? And I think the answer is probably yes. So I think, um, I think it's know. almost better that shooters aren't familiar to you. Cause the problem with the motion controls for most people is that they are so used to playing shooters in the mm. regular way. But like, if you're like pretty clean slate, it's like, you're not, having to un unlearn anything um because yeah. like for me when i'm like talking to people that are like already accustomed to shooters i basically tell them like don't even 
really think about the motion controls in the way that you think you should be thinking about the motion controls like the motion controls are not supposed to be the the star of the show it's supposed to like fine tune your aim not be your aim you know um like like you can't aim up and down with the the right stick if you have motion controls on but you shouldn't have to like sweeping motion aim up really fast you know like all of it is like fine tuning your aim already and you you can uh like what i do like i use the recenter button a lot and it's more mm-hmm. more of a like a a comfortability th- like comfortability thing like if i don't want to hold the controller in a certain way i'll like move it up as high as i possibly want to hold it up and then i i center it from there and then i'll tilt mm-hmm. down because it's like it's just easier to do it so like the the thing is like as long as you understand like um where you want your hands to generally be you set it from there and then you won't have to move much further from there um and then like obviously just like any other thing you want to like set the sensitivity to as high or as low that is comfortable for you and the amount that you want to be physically moving uh to begin with um Mm -hmm. but yeah like i I feel like so many people hear splatoon has motion controls and then they think of it like it's uh like a freaking like you're 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 in a universal studios uh attraction and it's not it's not that um Mm -hmm. it can be if you want it to be that but it's not that for me and that's not that's not the reason why people suggest that you use it because like like everybody says from nintendo to competitive players of this video game that it is objectively better like you you objectively have an advantage in the same way that like people on keyboard and mouse objectively Mm -hmm. have uh an advantage over controller players because you could just use your finger to click on somebody's face and then they die um (laughs) with splatoon it's like you have an extra access it's like you have a, a, a an analog stick that nobody else has you know mm-hmm. yeah no yeah definitely i mean i can see how that would work and be helpful and nice i wonder if it, hmm. it's honestly even in breath of the wild because that also was yeah. similar kind yeah. of functionality yep. i think i didn't do a very good job in that but this will be interesting better at this and then mm-hmm. go back to the breath of the wild and be better at aiming yeah. in there so it's who made um, me very good at aiming in breath of the wild i'll say that much nice um, but yeah, play the video. Cool. Yeah, I mean, game looks fun. Probably, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, then it's either going to be, you know, in a couple hours or is already going on, or maybe it's already done by now. Mm-hmm. But, um, check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this was interesting. Pokemon had, I don't know, I even know what this event was. It was a something where they gave some information about something. <laughs> and um okay so game freak had an entire de- development presentation this is a uh, taco on uh-huh. twitter yeah. yep um yep game freak just had an entire development presentation about needing to switch to a cloud pipeline because their pokemon models exceeded a thousand and they were reaching the limit in sword and shield and because they switched arceus and scarlet and violet assets were able to be developed simultaneously and faster and then gave some other information and stuff um that'll get to a second but yeah so there was a development presentation i should have just stopped there for this bit Mm -hmm. and there was just some interesting tidbits that came out that um kind of better contextualized the last couple of years and what development on switch has been like for them um and so just wanted to kind of look at that real quick 
Nice. So. I have it pulled up on the screen. Nice. Which one do you have pulled up right now? There's I just clicked, I clicked the link. Yeah, that the first link that's on there. Cool. And I, I'm looking at the thread. <laughs> nice. So this one was interesting because, yeah, it says, so Pokemon Legends was in development for over three years and started development a full year before Sword and Shield came out. So, like, if you look at the graphic there, that red bar has 2018 Japanese, Japanese, Japanese symbol. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but so it's, they started development in 2018, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, likely meaning the changes to Pokemon's development and direction started before Sword and Shield was even revealed. And then... Um, mentions that the game freak interview during 2017 look looking wild right now where um uh what's his name why am i blinking on Janucci masuda yeah masuda um was saying uh, i think anything's possible but i also love the type of game like zelda they have this really strong setting and the gameplay really matches it if we could find a way to make that kind of setting work with that gameplay and giving players a fun reason to go out and capture pokemon then there's always a possibility which is I don't know. All this is just really interesting that like people were complaining with Sword and Shield that there wasn't enough advancements being made and stuff like that. Yeah, like, and then people assume that the advancements that were made was because of their backlash and all the while exactly. they've been playing it. <laughs> so like all this does for me, like this is not surprising information for me. No, it just yeah. <laughs> it just gives me uh, hard proof to the things that I have been saying for years <laughs> that like they have been actively working towards changing their video game. Um, so that's good to know. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting though. I mean, and also makes me feel a little bit better slash. I, I think there's going to be certain things that are in Scarlet and Violet that, or there, there won't be certain things in Scarlet and Violet that there were in legends arceus like probably crafting things i'd guess um mm -hmm. it's possible those things don't show up because the games were developed like side by side and i'm sure some stuff would have gone back and forth between the two but absolutely it's not a question of scarlet and violet learned some stuff from legends arceus in terms of i mean i'm sure it learned stuff from the you know teams talking to each other it's not, not learning from, like, stuff from people the feedback really like. yeah exactly exactly, exactly. Right. um so any anything that it does that it echoes from legends arceus is something that the team saw and was like that's cool we want to do that in the mainline game mm -hmm. um, and all that stuff but not that you know that they're learning stuff from the feedback of that game so you know that also means that like if they take something away in scarlet and violet that was there in legends arceus it could always come back later could be that it doesn't you know who's to say but i think now i'm like even more so the things that i was like oh man i, I really hope that this that or the other is in here i just don't i don't care it's fine it'll be what it is and i'm looking forward to playing it <laughs> like the thing is i think most of the things that people looked about i mean looked at arceus and were like this is a great thing you know like the pokemon and like i mm -hmm. mean the pokeball situation and all that stuff i think that stuff will be in but the stuff that isn't inherent to the experience in the way that things were inherent to the experience of Arceus might not be. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like yeah. crafting in Arceus is more inherent to that experience. But at the yep. same time, I think that that also is like more conducive to like an open world sort of game. You know, like it gives you a reason to explore the world that isn't just, yep. I'm going to catch this Pokemon. It's like, I also need to get materials, you know? Um, so like, I could also see crafting come back from on that angle, but it could go either way just because like i it depends on how they think about crafting like was their yep. primary uh reason for including it um to like f add 
fluff <laughs> essentially like give people more things to do in a game that doesn't have a whole lot of things to do um or was it because they feel that it makes being in a, in a world as open as arceus even arceus is um mm -hmm. despite not being open world game yep. makes it better you know and and if it's that second one then like that's one answer to that or that's one solution to that problem but there's a lot of other potential solutions. So like, I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm totally fine if their solution to this game isn't that, but is something else. Like, I think it would be a shame if it feels like, sure, we've got this open world, but I don't really care about being in it at all. Mm -hmm. um, if they, if they don't nail that in the same way that I think they did a pretty good job in Legends Arceus, um, then that, that would be a shame. But I feel like whether they use that specific method or a different one, probably it'll be okay i feel like they'll mm -hmm. probably have a good way of doing it and i'm just excited to play it as it, it it just brings me back to this analogy that comes to mind a lot um with the game mechanics of it almost being like eating something with a really good sauce it's like you're eating this thing because you really like the sauce and you're like, oh, I don't have any more left of this thing, but I really like the sauce, so people like to play, you know? Like, that's <laughs> what, that's what stuff like that feels like it should be. It should feel like that kind of thing, where it's like, man, I want to be in this open world so much. Give me as many things as possible that go mm -hmm. with this open world. Um, th that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, hopefully that's what it feels like. Yeah. Hopefully so. Um, last bit of news is Sakurai made a YouTube channel. It's true. It's great. We all I've... gotta quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> his, I mean, He's like, doing just a good job. Unironically, like all jokes aside, like legitimately, it's a very good channel. And I don't even necessarily yeah. mean in the sense that like he has information and like experience and stuff like that, that we don't have, but just like how his videos are structured, um, are, it's very good like mm -hmm. it's something that i try I, I think about a lot with uh videos is like how to make the type of things that we talk about more conducive to storytelling mm -hmm. um and i think he does a very good job at that even if it's not something that is like this is a story about a thing you know like a video like um i be i mean i want to smash tourney with only squirtle is a very mm -hmm. easy concept to tell a story about but like something like uh your last video for instance mm -hmm. is not something that as as natural to be like i'm going to tell a story about a thing unless mm -hmm. you very intentionally set up a story that is like um parallel in some way like yeah, right. you, you tell a story that is like a, a comparison to the thing that you're talking about and you you kind of refer back and forth to those things as like comparisons and like see and this thing is why this is that like kind of what i did with the charizard video of um like the the core message of the video was that pokemon don't do a good job of um letting pokemon be a story of the uh, be be a star of the gameplay experience um and i use charizard as my uh my plot device for that of like this is the case and i'm going to tell you a story about why i like charizard so much and why i'm not able to experience that love within the pokemon games with these examples you know i think he does a good job of like that sort of thing um where it's mm -hmm. like we're going to talk about freaking uh the impact of a hit 
in a game you know and like how he came to that conclusion and like what that did and what it looked like before he did that um he does a good job of doing it and and, and, and like such short videos no less like his yeah. videos are like two to five minutes long <laughs> like yeah it's very good stuff it is yeah i mean i thought it was really i think for that one specifically too like going through the effort of it's uh, something that you know takes time and resources that we generally don't have to afford um mm -hmm. but he does and that's good yep is like showing the examples of the like before and after of the thing that you're talking about or whatever mm -hmm. of like here's you know because he could have talked hypothetically about like yeah if there's no you know if you didn't have this effect imagine what that would be like and it's like mm -hmm. well what what if you can't and then he just showed in smash this is what it would be like if it didn't have the stop yep. effect yeah so that's that and then also showed in these other games like i mean it seems like just took footage of those games altered the footage so that it mm -hmm. did the things that it needed to do um but did a really good job of like showing what it would look like if there was slowdown and there was yep. whatever um in a way that like videos should like let you be able to imagine concepts but not necessarily have to imagine visuals in the same kind of way mm -hmm. um and yeah it just takes time and resources to do that but he's doing a great job at it so it's cool it's true uh this whole time we didn't say what his channel is called it's called monster hero sakurai on creating games which like mm -hmm. just freaking get youtube.com slash sakurai please <laughs> like seriously dude yeah maybe he's doing a whole bunch of channels he's gonna do master here sakurai on cooking spinach then do you know? sakurai one sakurai two you know like i don't know if he has a, a custom link yet. i mean he has more than enough subscribers now to, to yeah. have the custom link and there is somebody that already has youtube.com slash sakurai but this dude has three or four subscribers or something like that and i don't even know the last time they uploaded i'm sure that sakurai could definitely be like yo dude uh either like say can i have this or like offer him like a thousand bucks you know and i'm sure that they, they would happily give you that, that url you know <laughs> yeah agreed i do i wonder what amount because his wife does a lot of his like ui design stuff mm -hmm. right i wonder what of how much of this she's doing the editing for because it looks very like smash-esque yeah um, stuff well it sounds like he said something about paying editors and having yeah. a team for it so like it doesn't necessarily sound like it's his wife i feel like he would yeah. specifically say that um mm -hmm. if she was involved but maybe not Oh, also to note, um, not only does he have almost 300,000 subscribers, he has two channels, one's in Japanese, one's in English. So I'm sure there's a little bit of overlap between those two, but the other one's also at like 260,000 subscribers. Wait, the, the Japanese is like, one is? The Japanese one is. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even see how many subscribers the Japanese one had. Yeah. Um, I, did, I just looked now, yeah. I mean, I, like he said in the video, I'm sure at least right now he is not making money on this. Like this is yeah. he is in the red right now. I mean, he has a lot of money, so like not in the grand scheme of things, but he is losing more money than he is making currently. But mm -hmm. when he becomes successful enough on this platform to be like for it to be profitable, because I do think despite the fact that he doesn't think it will be, it will be um, mm. he should also have like invest in voiceover 
for it oh like yeah. like how nintendo directs do like he should he should 100 mm -hmm. do that um because i think that it is just makes the videos more accessible mm -hmm. uh which would be cool would be would be indeed yeah it's just cool it's um i i wonder if this is something he's that, like... paying his editors a hundred thousand per episode <laughs> so it'll never be profitable fair enough <laughs> Hey, how do I go and edit for Sakurai? For Sakurai? <laughs> yeah, true. I can edit his... I could do that. Plus, they're only five... See, the thing is, like, for me, my mm -hmm. thing, like, when I, when I like, sit down to edit a video, it's always length-dependent. It is never, mm -hmm. like, oh, how many effects do I have to do in this or whatever. Like, I can... Like, if I can make a five-minute video and it succeed on YouTube.com, every video will be five minutes long because five minutes is so easy to edit. Like, just mentally looking at that and being like, five minutes? <laughs> Dope! <laughs> you know? Um, that's why it's, like, so easy to um, edit your videos because despite the fact that it's not... They're usually not five minutes. Um you still at least take care of a part of it where it's like, I don't have to do the voiceover. I don't have to edit the voiceover. I don't, you know, so like already having the, the my, uh, my workspace laid out in that sense, uh, takes a lot of the, the, the mental, uh, exhaustion away from approaching yeah. an edit. Um, so yeah, if I freaking, I'd edit Sakurai's videos, dude. I do the real quick. Is my audio normal right now? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. For a second, I think something weird happened, but then it came back, so we're good. Just wanted to make sure before I started saying a bunch of words and did check. Mm hmm. Yeah. But yeah, go subscribe to Sakurai if you haven't already. Mm hmm. Little channel. I just I wonder too, like what um, I mean the purpose of this is a entertainment for like you know people like us who are just curious but like there are also going to be some developers that'll watch this videos and like that'll be beneficial things for them i mean smaller probably like smaller indie devs for the most the, part the, but i do wonder what impact this will have on the industry as a whole or like some small subset of the industry something that's that kind of funny stuff. is uh my friend isaac uh coincidentally enough he's one of the people that was originally a four a fanatics four hey look um, at that. <laughs> so he he's like wanting to make a video game so he's like oh do you know any like resources or people that can help me out blah blah and i sent him uh mark brown's series on him making a game and then sometime after that this happened and i was like also this <laughs> you know i said of that and he's already a sakurai yeah. fan so like i'm surprised he didn't know but he didn't know and there you go That's awesome. <laughs> there it is yep there it is um but yeah freaking cool stuff it's good stuff man mm -hmm. um but you know instead of learning about making games sometimes we just play games mm -hmm. and uh for example <laughs> you play anything recently uh what have i been playing dude I mean, I'm playing Smash, obviously. Um, have I played anything else? I didn't do the Nuzlocke this week. Mm -hmm. I played Multiverses, which was like, I'm like progressively losing interest in Multiverses. It's like, yeah. it's still cool or whatever, but like, I'm not invested enough in uh, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> to like want to play the game in the way that i i'm invested in pokemon trainer and wanted to play yeah. the game for them right like mm -hmm. it, it, a whole like a huge part of like me liking smash is like man it feels great to play pokemon trainer because he's 
a way better representation of like what i would want pokemon to be if i were the one designing it um mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if Pokemon was the way I wanted Pokemon to be, my time in Pokemon and Smash would flip. You know, like, I have a decent amount of time in Pokemon, like, mm -hmm. 600 hours or something like that. But Smash, I have, like, freaking five times that, you know? Um, I feel like if Pokemon was that, I would play Pokemon more. Um, but, but, yeah, no. Uh, so, like, but Bugs Bunny isn't really that. Now, if Static Shock eventually gets added, or Static for the comic book nerds, um, uh -huh. gets added into the game, that will be a lot closer to the Pokemon trainer situation. Um, but since my only player, I mean, character that I have access to currently is Bugs Bunny, I freaking don't care as much. You know, it's like I only want to play it because like I like platform fighters and this is a new experience and it's 2v2 and that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. um, but apart from that, I still like I still find myself wanting to play Smash more than Multiverses. And it's not even close. Um, but yeah, I played some of that. Um, I have a decent amount of stuff to talk about for Smash specifically. So you you, you got anything? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Wave Race happened last mm -hmm. week. And I played some of that. And I, I said I'd give like a, a true non-rose-tinted glasses uh, opinion of it. And it is that uh, it still holds up. I think it's nice. it's it's arcadey for sure in terms mm -hmm. of like the scope and presentation and that kind of thing. It's just like you know, there's some you can do time trials, you can do some like trick type mode, um, or you can do obviously the like actual you know races and like kind of grand prix sort of situation. Um, so in that way, yeah, definitely arcadey in that regard. But like control wise and just the feel of the whole thing i feel like holds up really well and still like i don't know of that many other games that actually have like wave physics and stuff and so that's just a nice little novelty and there's a learning curve for sure in terms of like getting used to that but still within your um jet ski preferences and stuff like that you can set like whenever you choose whoever your jet ski is or racer is or whatever, mm -hmm. you can tweak their specific, like, um, you know, do you want it to be more like dash or like acceleration versus speed and like kind of tight turns or loose turns or whatever, all of which feels like real things that you'd probably actually be able to do for a jet ski, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and like the defaults of those are really kind of floaty which makes sense because you're in the water and all that, but then you can like tweak them to be more comfortable from there too. And all of it feels like, I don't, I don't know. It just feels reasonable that that stuff would be in there, you know? So um, yeah, in general, just seems fun. It's a, it's a good time to play it. I'd say if you haven't played it and you have NSO, it's worth just like dropping in and like, again, understanding when you first get into it, that it's not going to control the way you expect it to control. But I think for like good reason, in this case as opposed to, like it's by design as opposed to like this is what you know, we could do so this right is what we yeah did. Exactly. because yeah. like yeah because you can tweak it to be way more like you know car-ish like if you want it to but like that feels a little less authentic to like the actual jet ski experience like um yeah for the most part it feels like you really like drift in turns a lot because you're in water so there's not the same friction of like a road or whatever yeah um so 
It's fun. Yeah, Mark said, I found it really helpful to look up tips online for Wave Race. I'm curious, like, what tips, whether those were, like, in terms of, like, tweaking cars or, I mean, not cars, but jet skis or all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I could I could see that for sure. So, yeah, there was that. Ooh. It was uh, It's a good little time. And so I still pop in there every now and again and just kind of keep trying to get a little bit better at it i'm not i'm not great by any means so like i beat easy on or normal or whatever on the first try um and then hard i did not but even the normal one was like i i think i just barely got first place um in it so yeah i've got got room to grow oh okay mark said like pressing b to dampen waves so you don't get as much airtime when going over a wave and just didn't know that thing that was a thing at all yeah stuff like yeah, that I went doing tricks. totally yeah i mean i didn't know until i went into like the practicing mode and there's a lady who'll tell you like do this for this kind uh, of trick. Uh, uh, and you can do those but it's fun so that's wave race nice um and then the only other one i i started up i'm kind of like just trying to get through my backlog of games that i've bought and haven't started so that i've at least started them so i can know which ones i feel like maybe going back to but i don't know some of them i probably just won't um i started up dragon's dogma dark arisen mm. which is i think i saw you tweet about this yeah mm. i made my i think what i tweeted was i need to tweet out a picture or something i made my player character like uh basically andre the giant more or less um without the like big fuzzy hair he's got like so he's i don't know probably seven feet tall big just big burly guy with um a, like male pattern baldness and i think it's really just fun to see the cutscenes where he's supposed to be like dodging out of the way of something like oh no like bad things are happening and he's this just hulk of a guy and it's really i don't know it's entertaining um because i know that they were trying to make it look really cool and i mean he's still cool you know but whatever um overall yeah i've played probably like an hour and a half of it so far i chose a mage class just because like i don't usually do that so figured maybe just try something a little bit different and so far i don't know that i've really like found the gameplay loop yet but mm -hmm. um i'm having fun just kind of it's you know sort of like early open world sorts of things like it's not really an open world totally it's you know you start out in a town and then there's like open area and then you get to another town and there's probably more open areas or something um but very much like fight there's you know there's a linear story of some variety but also in the meantime it's just like fight monsters get money go buy better equipment to level yourself up through that way as well as just regular leveling and get stronger and keep fighting more monsters mm -hmm. the only thing that is interesting to not the only thing that's interesting but like <laughs> the thing that that specifically is interesting with it is you can um loan so you, you end up getting a party of npcs so it's like you and yeah three npcs i think that you can um get and those npcs i don't know this part for sure yet can either be borrowed from somebody else's game or it's that you actually borrow them while they're not playing and they play with you so like if i'm playing the game and you're playing the game and i'm not playing yeah. right now right then like you could be like hey i want parker to fight beside me and so it's not really me i'm just an npc it's, but it's like a NPC pokemon with... mystery dungeon sort of situation yeah it's just like all of my stats and all, mm -hmm. like plays kind of like me maybe i guess i don't know um and then you know i'm fighting alongside you but just mm -hmm. 
not as a as a real person so that's yep. pretty neat i don't know that i'll have anybody to do that with particularly but like <laughs> i don't know if you want to do that game's like on sale for like nine dollars right now so somebody else can start playing it and we can uh trade out people or something but in the meantime having a good time and uh, we'll see how far i get in it nice that's about it for me um, I'm also playing Yu-Gi-Oh again. Uh, mm, for nice. people um, that watch streams, there's probably at least been one exchange like this. My brother will come into this room and, and be like, "Um, that more Yu-Gi-Oh, freaking told me I'll I'll beat you like just like when we were kids and blah blah." And it's like, first of all, that's not even it's not even true. Not not at any point in time in history has my brother Samuel ever. <laughs> consistently beating me at any of the video games that i play he he uh, will maintain that he has he, he'll be like oh, oh i was i was getting at you in pokemon like nah never never <laughs> not a not for a single second um so we've been playing that and it, it remains true so the first the first time that this happened um my friend eve who also people that watch twitch streams will uh be at least some on some level familiar with because he started watching streams uh which was a funny uh mm-hmm. situation um so because he um was like oh yeah you stream he was like what's your what's your twitch and i was like oh, i told him to switch and then he watched it the first time when i did the youth lock and he was like when i came downstairs he was here and he was like i was thoroughly impressed <laughs> i was dying awesome. uh but yeah no, so so when i when my brother was talking crap the first time i came downstairs because i was like in the um i was in west discord and i was talking to all of them and I was like, I freaking, unless I stopped talking to my friends to come down here and play this game, let's play the game. And then Sam was like, nah, I was just, you know, I'm not ready yet. I just gotta, I just gotta get, I gotta build my deck. I gotta get more cards. And I was like, all right, whatever. So then Eve was like, all right, well, since you already, you're here, let's play. And then I played Eve, who is like more into, like, I feel like he's more into Yu-Gi-Oh than I am. Like most times when I come downstairs and he's here, he's like, has Yu-Gi-Oh, like a Yu-Gi-Oh YouTuber on in the background while he's doing something. Um, so like I played against him and so far i think we did like 10 duels in total he hasn't won a single duel um yeah and then i played against sam and he has not won a single duel and matter of fact i'm not even entirely sure if i've finished a a duel with him like he'll surrender like it it gets to a point where he's like man f you (laughs) and like like, i'll I'll like first turn like i think pretty much every duel we've done so far except for maybe one i think he got kind of close to winning um has been like turn one i'd summoned more than enough uh cards with uh, more than enough damage to clear him out turn one like my first oh my turn goodness. of yeah. action um and he was like man and then he'll quit like he'll never let his life points actually get to zero uh, <laughs> so so far that's what it's been um he and i think that that's going to be like like that for a while because he's doesn't feel very hard of the cards of him to me i mean i'm just saying I, you know? it's true it's true but he's an old man so like <laughs> every um like he has so many cards that are old cards like it, like mm. the i remember the first thing that he played or like the like the first time that we played the game after he built his deck or whatever mm. he like did this very standard like 2004 Yu-Gi-Oh thing where he like played uh this like um i forgot what the card's called but it like like the reason why it was meta back then was because there's not a 
whole lot of effect monsters and like it you didn't have to sacrifice anything to summon it and it had 1850 attack points and that's pretty high in 2002 or whatever right um so he played that card in attack mode and he played two face down cards and then i immediately destroyed both his face down cards and then i summoned like four monsters that had more than a thousand attack more than what his monster did <laughs> and like oh, when yeah. he played that card because he was talking about he's like hey i'm trying to find like, i'm trying to find the right card because you know we're talking about his, his whole process of like playing the game um and he's like i'm trying to find more cards that are working my deck and then he played that and i was like well that's not you want to take that one out <laughs> and he was like man whatever he was like you're just scared blah blah and i was like all right so then i freaking cleared his board and then he was like ah oh, and then he quit uh so that's been that that's been a fun experience and then be like as an offshoot of that i've also just been playing on the rank mode because since it's like four seasons after i stopped playing it i'm not in diamond rank anymore so it's no longer nice. toxic at least for me yeah. it's toxic for them like they're losing turn one but i'm not losing turn one so it's fun um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah um i'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh. um apart from that still fortnite every once in a while uh there's still dragon ball z dragon ball z uh the kameo wave and the nimbus cloud isn't as pog as a laser sword it turns out um it's oh. actually annoying because mm. like what do you do like the only thing that you can do is like you hear and then it's like all right well i gotta freaking get out of here <laughs> like with the lightsaber it's like all right well you only do but so much like i just pull out a shotgun and you can't reflect that you know mm -hmm. um but with the cameo wave it's like if they see you and you don't hear the like him charging it up you're just out of here dude um so yeah i've been playing that and that's fine um i got freaking goku um and he can go super saiyan and that's pretty pog uh, it doesn't do anything, but it, it, but he goes Super Saiyan, and that's cool. But I'm kind of mad, because I don't even like Goku like that. Um, but they don't have Gohan, which is dumb, because he's like the star of the movie that they're promoting. Oh, um, yeah, that is weird. Like very Maybe they're leading up to him or something? But, well, yeah, like they know. do another season, and I'm going to be tight. I'm going to be so mad if I got to spend more money on this video game that I don't, didn't even want to play, what, two months ago not even mm -hmm. like a month ago maybe um mm -hmm. but they got me i'm in i mean i'm not in in the sense that i would i still would never play this game by myself but like i'll mm -hmm. spend money to like meme with my friends that's pretty fun um so yeah fortnite also but uh, finally uh super smash brothers ultimate so um i talked about how tweaks playing pokemon trainer again no yes did i not okay yes he's oh. playing pokemon trainer again um and that's pretty cool uh, so I've been watching him because last tournament, I thought that he wasn't going to the tournament because he changed his lineup of characters and he's trying to like get them back mm -hmm. up to snuff. Um, but he the, the, he was sick, he says. Um, so he didn't go to the tournament for that. But now he's going to a tournament. There's a tournament that's happening right now. So I am uh, ready to, to steal more notes. That said, um, in the streams that I've seen him play so far, like the matchups that he doesn't like as any character, he does not play right with Pokemon Trainer. So it's mm -hmm. like it, it's like an interesting but frustrating dynamic of like me being like, yeah. I learned how to play this character, um, not because of him, but like like 
partially you know like i mm -hmm. like pokemon trainer removed from the fact that i knew anything about tweak the reason why i know about tweak is because of pokemon trainer but i learned how to play them better because of tweak and now because he's playing them in a new meta that has characters that didn't exist when he dropped the character i'm like you're not fighting steve right dude like what the heck <laughs> you know and, and that yeah. feels weird because like he's a way better player than me you know but but to like be in this position where it's like you're not doing this right is weird mm -hmm. um yeah. uh so yeah he he doesn't know the steve matchup yet and that that's that's like a thing because like everybody hates well not everybody a lot of people hate the steve matchup but the thing that's funny and it's probably because both of the characters that i played destroy steve like it's not even close um i actually have a lot of fun fighting steve because it's it's i get to play ivysaur a lot which is always fun ivysaur is uh a pokemon that like if you can play ivysaur a lot in a matchup it is an easy matchup but there's so many matchups that the the other character basically invalidates ivysaur so you got to play squirtle a lot and that's harder because squirtle is a better character but he is a way harder character um but he's tweak was mostly a squirtle uh pokemon trainer so it's like he switches more than he used to like he used to be on squirtle at like 130 percent and just be there um yeah. but now he switches like i feel like he switches even more than me and i switch a lot <laughs> when i'm playing uh pokemon trainer compared to other pokemon trainers um but he's he's been switching a lot and that, that's been interesting to watch um but i'm curious to see how he does in uh at shine which is the next uh major that he's going to mk leo's not there so like even if he wins people are like well maybe leo um so but yeah. we'll see um apart is, from that at this point mm -hmm. is mk leo still pretty much just like yes the number one player yes okay. yes i was talking so i was talking to wes and them uh about sports um or they were talking about sports and i was telling them like how like people that talk about sports especially since like at least the people that i know that are like really into sports are usually like the the association is like they're very like not a nerd you know mm -hmm. like like that's the the the, the reputation but like mm -hmm. sports fans are nerds dude like <laughs> how do you how do you keep track of yeah. so many different you know all these different players names and their stats and their history and their like what they did in school you know like that's nerdy mm -hmm. stuff <laughs> so yeah. I, was like, I was like talking about that with them and he was like oh it's kind of like smash like you know a lot of different um you know a lot of different like smash players and stuff like that and i was like yeah that's true but like i feel like even like the amount of smash players that i know doesn't even come close to knowing like um your favorite team's lineup and then also <laughs> teams that they play against a lot's lineup like i probably know like and i was i was telling them this like the the smash rankings and the uh the, in north america and well across the board recently came out like they got updated again and i couldn't even tell you in order past the top four like mm -hmm. i know like some of the best players here i know maybe one or two players in other regions and that's it you know uh, but these people will be able to name like at least the starting rosters of like the 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 best like 10 15 players in the league and that's crazy to me <laughs> um but yeah that's that that's something i was telling him where it was like um he was making another sports comparison where it was like it's kind of like um uh if if somebody compared mk leo to like another player and i was like yeah but even that's kind of different because like in smash i feel like there's mk leo and then there's everybody else like he is <laughs> that much better at the video game than and this is coming from somebody that like 
I'm usually and not in like a not in like a way that like I have a problem with Leo or I don't like Leo's personality or whatever, but like I usually don't want him to win because it's less interesting for some, the same yeah. person to win yeah, all the sure. time. Um, but he's just that much better than everybody else. It's just crazy. Like his understanding of this game is just he's playing a different game he's in a different meta than everybody else's and it's ridiculous to, to see um but yeah nah they're, they're, the comparison just wasn't really there in that way um but yeah no nah, that's why it's like when when Lael's not there and you win like somebody will be they're always going to be well you know the gatekeeper wasn't there so that's not the same kind of win you know yeah um but yeah yeah. that's that that's what i've been playing and what i've been doing oh i also freaking so last week i went to the local and this is partially why i'm not going to the local today i feel like i did a lot worse and i was like a, a lot less motivated to play mm. because so much of my day was being focused on making sure that the the launch of the video went as well as it could and, uh, and that whole thing whereas like usually when i go to the local i spend like my when i wake up getting ready mentally and like playing the game for the local so i don't want to like double dip or like pull double duty on days that i go to the local um so i was like yeah no i'm not gonna go this week um and then just i don't know practice yeah makes but sense yeah, that's been that's been my game daytime things yeah and now the now the game that we play at the end of every podcast is uh, you got a question for us? That's the game we play, and the answer is some of you um, from Twitter. Uh, Mega Man asked, "If I was someone who had never heard of Nintendo before, how would you sell the console and games to me without saying names or names of the consoles?" Um, I would say that it's the best uh, place to go for a person like you. Um, somebody that's never heard of Nintendo is probably not a gamer, you know? Uh, and so like there, there's like, there, there there's a, a game at every level of your trajectory of being a gamer that will work for you. You know, like there's a game that if you don't know what a game is, there's something that is approachable there. If you get to a point where it's like, you want a little bit more challenge, uh, this is usually more like uh, equivalent to like a kid, you know, there's games for that. There's games for like, when you're a kid, that's like more adept. There's games when you're a seasoned adult that's been playing games their whole lot. You know, like there, there's, they tailor to everybody in in the most literal sense in the way that no other developer does i feel um that's how i would do it yeah the answer for this totally yeah i mean i think exactly that and then it like depends within that of like what the person's trying to get out of you know if the if it's coming up as like hey i want to play games what what should i do um and it's that they you know they have some kind of desire for games in some way, shape, or form. Then, um, then from there, it's kind of like Cal mentioned. Unless you're disabled, yeah. I'd argue that they're better than the other developers at that too. Um, Maybe not the Xbox. Not, to my understanding, well, Xbox has I mean, the accessibility controller for sure. But I mean, like yeah. in terms of like the types of games that they make, like Splatoon, for instance, that's a big part of the video that I make because like I have a, a visual disability, and a big reason why i like splatoon is because it's really good at like designing around that like i can be good at a shooter even though i have split retinas <laughs> you know like um there, there's like a lot of stuff like that where even though accessibility is nowhere near as good as it should be industry-wide they're like right. industry leading in that in that sense you know 
Yeah, right. Um, hmm. But if you can't, I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, I mean, I think very good points for sure. I I think the control. She for so me, for people would, that are in the in the Discord chat, <laughs> she said. But if you can't use the controller, you're effed. Which is mm -hmm. which is true. Uh, plus yeah. mandatory motion controls. Uh, there's not a whole lot of games that have mandatory motion controls anymore. And depending on what your disability is, sometimes motion controls is preferred. So that depends. That's yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, obviously for sure an area that I don't feel like I have any expertise to speak on. And like, yeah. probably, I think, you know, I probably the conversation would then depend. Heavily Options on, are I mean, always good. That, that yeah, much oh, is true. Sure. And they, 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 uh, they're not as good as prov at providing options, but I think that they're better than everybody else at the lowest common denominator, if that makes sense. Mm. Usually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, I mean, again, I think it would largely depend on like specific person, you know, I'm talking to person a or person b mm -hmm. and person a has these specific needs then like there could be or person b has these different ones like the answer could be different depending on what what exactly those are i mean for yeah as far as common denominator stuff especially another um, thing that cal said uh keep your thought she said mm -hmm. i play nintendo games because they're more accessible to me but i could never say they design games for people like me that's definitely true like i don't think that they design yeah. the games to be accessible i just think that the end result of what they are thinking about uh, results in it being more accessible, if that makes sense. Like they think about um, not designing a game for somebody that's disabled, right? But they, they'll probably think about designing a game for a, a, a small child, which a lot of those needs a lot of the time is a, a, a favorable Venn diagram, you know, like the, 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 uh, the similarities are there mm -hmm. well, they just, should yeah, design like, more with disabilities in mind specifically but what they do design for usually is good for everybody mm -hmm. as yeah. much as anybody else yep or more i should say yeah for sure um but yeah i think you know it would it would also just like i feel like the the couch co-op cell is a thing, you know, like mm -hmm. being able to play with family and stuff. And like, I think the other big cell that I'd make is just kind of the pick up and play nature of just generally yeah. the console as a whole. Typically I think if somebody's asking like, Hey, I want to get into games as a whole and doesn't have like one specific thing in mind, then it fitting into their life is more important than like whatever else. <laughs> right. So that means like having a console that you can literally pick up and play or just games that are, designed to be able to be fun in short bursts feels important um i mean that's like i i remember some friends of ours that they also adopted like just a couple months before we did and he was like super into world of warcraft and various other like you know heavy duty games that you play for many hours at a time that kind of thing um and he was like man we just found like we've been playing our switch a ton recently just because you can play for like 15 minutes and then baby starts crying and then just turn it off you know um and i was like yeah that's that, that makes sense and like similarly they play luigi's mansion 3 together or whatever because you know that's something that they can bond over or whatever so i think there's just similarly like you said lowest common denominator it's just like it's the place where you're more likely to have 
just kind of baseline fun without too mm. many barriers of entry. You right. Know? And like whereas Nintendo, other things, yeah. Uh, unlike the other two, I feel Nintendo isn't like gamer first in their marketing in the sense that like if you're, the real gamers play nintendo in the year of our lord 2022 you know like uh, yeah. they're they're more concerned about it being accessible uh or approachable to mm-hmm. as many people as possible yep. i think yeah, like, whether you, you've been playing yeah, yeah. Uh, whether you're playing games you've been playing games for your whole life or this is the first game you've ever played um i think it's there there it's usually their end goal to to meet somewhere in the middle mm-hmm yeah and cal yeah i really appreciate all of your notes for sure definitely yeah no no (laughs) no thank you for that (laughs) for sure that that, that's something that is important to to note because i feel like it's not mentioned enough uh like we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. i've had this conversation with cal a few times Mm -hmm. um yeah poofy rain asks three questions number one what game series collection would you like to see on your current platforms and why oh you mean like like uh, like a freaking like pokemon pokemon i want i want like a freaking like i want the game boy collection and game boy advance Mm -hmm. collection and ds and three you know like on the switch just because Mm -hmm. i want to stream them uh but like Apart from that, I don't really care. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Pokemon would be great. Uh, obviously, answer Golden Sun. Um, outside of that, <laughs> there's... I mean, there's... I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, it's I like... like I, 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 even for Pokemon, specifically, mm-hmm. like most of the series that I like, in my opinion, get better as they go on so like i wouldn't really care about having a smash brothers collection because the older smash brothers games aren't as good as the one that we have um mm-hmm. and they're not different enough mm-hmm. except for maybe melee but i don't like the way melee feels um yeah to warrant playing all of them often you know uh so like i there, there's no real reason for me to want any other series than like pokemon yeah and for that I mean, reason it- and totally also like i think most first party nintendo things are just gonna eventually show up on nso anyway so like Mm -hmm. you know i think probably the things more so would be like wind waker and twilight princess or you know oh it's sly cooper collection on nintendo switch (laughs) (laughs) it's Sly cooper like first party yes playstation okay they're not a sucker punch game yeah no yeah that'll do it Yep. yeah i don't know i feel like that i mean or otherwise you know like some the final fantasy pixel remasters or something like i don't care about those for me particularly but like i'd like to try final fantasy 6 because i've heard good things and all that so maybe that's a good way to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> time 3d LOL. yeah uh Grinch. number two do you think the price increase of the ps5 would hurt third parties and indie studios oh. uh no not really no i think that yeah, like yeah yeah there's already a pretty big user base of the playstation 5 and i think that there will continue to be a larger user base of the playstation 5 because people i mean mm-hmm. as much as i wish they didn't they do drink the kool-aid on on playstation so like yeah. it doesn't matter unless it becomes like actually like um prohibitive to the mm-hmm. bulk of the people trying to buy a PlayStation 5 right now, a price increase is not going to matter. 
Yeah. I mean, and I think additionally, like the number of third parties and indie studios that are exclusive to the PS5 specifically, mm. like I think there's definitely some that are exclusive to, you know, PlayStation as a whole, but even then they're probably also going to be on PS4, probably also maybe even going to be on PC in addition to that. So like, I don't know that um, they'd particularly be hurt, even if the sales of the PS5 slow down dramatically yeah like i i just don't know that there's that many that would kind of fall feel the fall out of that which is good like that's great trive said once the system gets out of beta i bet sales explode <laughs> uh i think that that's true but not for the reason that that statement suggests like i think that that's true because once it's out of beta they'll probably have more to sell but I don't think a lot yeah. of people know and or care that the console is half-baked. They just care that it has the PlayStation logo on it and that they can play the newest Ratchet and Clank video game. Mm-hmm. And the biggest number. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got it's a five. It's a big number. It's a big number. You ever heard of a five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as Cal said, they wouldn't have done it if they thought they'd lose sales. I mean, truly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. They know it's selling, so like, you know. Yep. Yeah. And also, I mean, also, also the, the fact that it's not happening in the U S is obviously somewhat, you know, like economy based and stuff like that for sure. But also this is probably where I would guess just the most vocal audience is and the ones that can like set perception. So maybe they thought like, Oh, but if Americans are happy because it's the same price here, it's going to like not impact the rest of the world as much or something because you know, whatever, as opposed to if there was more outrage here, then maybe it would impact the rest of the world. I don't know if that would actually be the case. And I think it's the most know, complaining that way. Anyway, sure. so. Vocal, vocal, <laughs> if that's facts. True. Yeah. Not me. I don't know. Drake's from Canada. If he says he doesn't <laughs> like the PlayStation five anymore, <laughs> there might be a, there might be a solid chunk of people being like, nah, man, I'm not buying it. Cause, cause my other personality told me not to buy it. Like it's, right. a, it's a conflict of interest. It's just which one you identify more as your personality. If, if uh, some, uh, somebody that you stand on the internet is like, I don't like this thing. You're like, ah, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yep. Um, and gonna guess Drake for, exactly. Yeah, it's true. That's why it won't happen. Um, and then asks, uh, which third party series do you think that need a revival and why? Um, I, SSX honestly would be. Oh, the freaking the, 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 uh, the street sports games. Those are fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like yeah. those. It's the only time I like sports games when they're wacky <laughs> and those, like those are wacky, games. dude. They are. Um, otherwise third party i just i don't have enough care about most third party studio or franchises that i can't even think of a lot i'm sure there are some but like yeah just there's definitely some but the only one that came off the top of my head is is those games (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because those are fun that's true uh, Michael Garza, not a question, but I just realized, is he called Big Man because he's a big man to Ray? Yes. I had not Absolutely. even considered that, and I love it. But yeah, totally. It's true. Um, Let asked, if you could take one idea from Splatoon and put it into Smash, what would it be? What about one from Smash into Splatoon? Uh, For the former, I would put the, the, the like, 
um amount of customizability like i wish that they 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 did skins and and stuff like that like i would pay i would give mm. them freaking 10 bucks for eight more pokemon trainer alts mm -hmm. like i would give them a lot of money in the grand scheme of things to to like have cool options for the characters that i play <laughs> shiny charizard oh, they kind of have that a little bit they have old shiny charizard but like i'm more talking about like pokemon trainer but their 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 uh team is like piplup uh freaking <laughs> grottle and, and infernape you know like that sort uh -huh. of stuff like those kind of alts i would pay money for that Mm -hmm. Or even just like the trainer is different, you know, like it's Dawn instead of Leaf. Mm -hmm. And what about the other way around? From Smash uh, Um, I don't know. I don't feel like Smash does a whole lot that's better mm -hmm. that uh, translates, you know? Like, I think Splatoon is way ahead of the curve in a lot of different ways that are applicable to both. So I couldn't really say the other way around. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I know. Um, local co-op. True, true, like, true, true, true. On true. the same system. True, true, that's true. What I, would say. I mean, the thing, the thing that's funny is like I kind of went the opposite. <laughs> like for Smash, like I think Smash is like like the fact that i can only play online against random people with my friends if i'm physically with them mm -hmm. and i can't do like both like both would be nice but like yeah. whenever i go over like lee's house or whatever one of the like main things that is like that we do is the stuff that we mm -hmm. can't do online you know like we can't do quick play teams mm -hmm. on the same team or whatever right um against random people or the smash down mode or uh mm -hmm. uh what's it called um um um, um. squad strike can't do that online mm -hmm. like that type of crap yeah um but yeah no that would be cool like just every game if it has the option to do it on one it should have the option to do it on both like i i think that mm. we're at that point <laughs> yeah okay so tune is better so, yeah. than smash you heard here first yeah. that's not even true i didn't say that i'm just saying i i, I heard you say exactly that no so i, I think that i think they're apples and oranges uh gameplay wise but like the stuff that they have in common i think splatoon does better um i think that like the the like me personally i much prefer smash because i don't like having to be relying on a team especially if that team isn't a team that i in some way have control over you know like if it's not a, a like a group of friends that i can like if they're messing up i can physically say yo stop messing up <laughs> or like come <laughs> over here or shoot that guy or you know like or help me out you know um that sort of thing is is why i usually um fall off of that game but mm -hmm. bienna there it is uh all right last questions this is from discord rise asked what video game do you think has the best sound design slash best soundtrack i.e songs that fit the atmosphere of the location in game and also succeed in not feeling overplayed as you play the game longer Wait, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, retain that because I was reading the chat. I was reading what Cal said. I appreciate oh, so much right. that Splatoon Two doesn't lower your rank if someone disconnects early. True, but also it's annoying. Oh, like I don't want to play. <laughs> the The thing is, like, um, 
I was talking to you earlier when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! online. And then I was like, oh, I played against like five people in a row that all disconnected. And it was like, mm. I don't care. Cause like I, I get the dub, like them, them surrendering gives me the win. But on Splatoon, it's like, if somebody on your team disconnects, like you're just at a disadvantage inherently, you know? And the same thing goes for Smash where it's like, if somebody disconnects in Smash, it's 1v1. So like, if you disconnect, you're out of here. And, and I win for that. Um, I like whether I win or lose being dependent on whether my opponent is worse than me they quit or if i don't play as well you know that sort of thing i want to be able to blame me <laughs> i don't want to have to be like well, my teammate did x y and z blah, blah, you know like that sort of thing mm -hmm. makes sense yeah mm -hmm. so what was the question yeah. <laughs> so the question was do you like to quit that's no um what video games do you think has the best sound design slash best soundtrack i.e songs that fit the atmosphere of the location and game and also succeed in not feeling overplayed as you play the game longer uh i think splatoon, i think especially that last I think splatoon does was, i, I was going to say i think splatoon does a good job at that um i would say smash too but i turn the music off on smash because i usually just listen to regular music music mm, like like yeah music that is made to listen to outside of the context of a video game <laughs> um but other games i mean breath of the wild is really good at that yeah um although the music isn't really like a a starring player in the way that it always is there you know like it's usually like a, a contextual thing which i mean to me at least i feel like that's like uh good and not bad in that like i as i started up dragon's dogma i'm like walking around this little town and there's i don't know the music feels like very prominent in a way that's fine but just feels like or honestly even playing like ocarina of time and walking around towns and it just feeling like it's it feels like it's more of a player than i'd want it to be for a long period of time kind of a thing um and so like i do appreciate in breath of the wild that like and same for Mario Odyssey. There's some parts where it's just like kind of silent for a little bit mm -hmm. because that like feels like what it would be like in the world. Right. Um, and so that's nice. But yeah, you're right. There's like definitely not. Uh... No, man. I Yeah. To me, Breath of the Wild has like the perfect level of like music happens when events happen that matter for music to happen along with. Or it's just like nice ambient stuff that you don't particularly get sick of um and that's nice yeah but otherwise yeah i don't know there's i mean i really really like the soundtrack for xenoblade um but i can imagine being in the world of xenoblade or whatever and it if i'm in an area for too long that some of the songs could become repetitive or something but they are pretty long songs to typically that just doesn't happen as much because they don't repeat as frequently so that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are some of my answers. And then the last question. Mark asked, but what would you do if you could believe it's not butter? Uh, Why? <laughs> I mean, if I, if I could believe it's not butter, I mean, I'd like that's that's all the power one needs to but do i can't one truly dream how can i 
how can I answer that if I if I do believe it's not butter? Like I already do believe that. I mean, the box says you can't believe it's not butter. The thing so, I mean, is, like, when boxes tell me you. things, especially <laughs> regarding food in the United States of America, I usually am more likely to not believe what they're telling me than I am to believe what they're telling me. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I feel that. So, also, I guess for what it's worth, the box is telling you, I can't believe it's not butter, which just means the that box is stupid. Probably. It's true. It's true. It's dumb. It doesn't even know what its own thing is. Yeah, come on, man. Get it together. AJ's using the other 90% of his brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there it is. That's uh, that's the whole that's thing. That's the Let's podcast, dude. If you are better. and Do you believe and, it's not butter? Uh, Why yeah. or why not? Who are you better than? Who are you better than? It's cursed. That's such a dad joke. You're a dad, dude. <laughs> it's true. One and only. All right. Have a good time, everybody. Okay. Oh wait, I gotta click the. I gotta do the end card. I almost forgot, man. There's the end card. The freaking, you know, click all the stuff. Click the. You need to see that subscribe button. It's the subscribe is spinning around, dude. Click it. Uh, you see that video? That's the last video that Parker did. It's a good video. Click it. Uh, all right. Later. Peace out. Bye.